Yeah, so like I'm trying to, uh, I'm going to March 11th to establish a change in myself. It's a rapid transformation. I don't know what to call it other than my 2440. And throughout this process, I'll be incorporating something new into myself while cleansing and purging out the old and dealing with the current. You're listening to a podcast that encourages you to embrace your vulnerabilities and authentic self. This is your transformation station, and this is your host, Greg Favaza. Hi. Hi, how are you? Been a long day. I hear you. Definitely. It has been a very long day. I appreciate your time for this uh, little follow-up discussion. It will be mutually beneficial for both of us. So I really do appreciate your time. Okay. All right. How do you want to, how do you want to start this? Yeah. So like I'm trying to, uh, I'm going to March 11th to establish a change in myself it's a rapid transformation. I don't know what to call it other than my 2440. And throughout this process, I'll be incorporating something new into myself while cleansing and purging out the old and dealing with the current. And some of the things I'm dealing with currently is uh, previous relationships with uh, the mother of my child. And handling that is is foreign because I've been told by everybody from law enforcement personnel to lawyers, to doctors, to family members, friends, peers, lawyers, like this is not normal shit that you're going through. Okay. Okay. And how can I help you? What would you like for me today? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's something I would do with that's a long story. I'll tell you later. Um, just making sure I'm on the right path and kind of being like a little bit of a accountability buddy, but also reflecting back the results that I don't even recognize that are happening. Got it. Okay. So can you give me like the two second or two second, two minute recap of like, what is, what, what's so without story, but like, what's the, the what's so of everything? You got to um, be, oh, I got that. And there's some stuff going on. Yes. So, right. I guess the, the, so between the relationship or the, so in my self, um, whatever it is, I think you think I need to know. Okay. Um, the, the relationship is, <clears throat> she pretty much ruined my entire life, caused me to lose my my house. I had to move back with my parents at a where I haven't even lived there for over twelve years when I listened to the military and I had to endure the psychological trauma of what happened as a child and I was sexually abused in the room I had to sleep in by a sibling that I had to face and deal with. And I was surrounded by the boxes of my house. And um her divorce case god there's so much like there's so much um and she took off with my son and it was just a horrible experience she was the root cause of that she stole my identity 
She hit me with her car. She mentally destroyed something so structurally sound that was built by the military that it was like over time chipped away and finally kind of just fell to pieces. And I have been rebuilding myself and I'm just at the cusp where people are starting to recognize the potential starting to ooze out of me how it was before. And every time I encounter her, I feel like it just slowly melts away or I have to rebuild it again. Okay, so why why is she being this way? Like, is it that did you break up with her? That's why she's being bitter and mean, or like, what? Why is how? Can you take me a couple steps back? As to sure. You? Um, I, I to be honestly, I should be the one that is upset. I mean, but the moment we've met, I mean, she was married and she didn't tell me, and we had a child. And then I found out when she was pregnant that I'm still married. Um, it kind of set us up for a downward spiral but my parents are old-fashioned they're like you got to work through it i'm like all right i mean i'm totally all about it like communication just resolution no she uh, she plays mind games manipulation tactics like she is the very essence of you coming across a post and seeing narcissists i'm sorry that's not your specialty but this is the only way i can give you the clearest picture every post every facebook group that gives you an essence of that individual. She is that very essence on the very. Got it. I just, I just, I don't, I don't need the story. I just need to know yes, this is what happened. She did this. I did this. We did this. Now we're doing yes. this. Like, I, I need that. I need the what. Gotcha. So gotcha. Okay. Um, no emotional stuff. Yes. Let's see. Um, so you met her, everything was great. And then I'll, and then she, and then she, she thought I was cheating. Yeah. So she thought I was cheating on her. Cause I create, I do this podcast and I get a lot of hearts and likes on artwork that I create and they happen to be close by. And she made the assumption that I'm cheating on them. And okay. I thought that was hilarious because it's like, no, I'm not. And it affected the outlook, affected her actions where she wanted to go through my phone and see what's going on. I'm like, sure. But this is really becoming monotonous that, your these insecurities are now starting to make me feel a certain way about you where I had to go through her phone and that is not who I am but it it started to make me become what she was fearing of me as okay so then you then what did you do so she thought you were cheating so she went through your phone and then what did you do then (laughs) as time progressed like I mean going in from just meeting to finding out that Okay, you're still married. What else are you hiding? Then again, that's when they came up. I want to go through your phone. I think you're cheating. I know what? I think you're, you got more shit to hide. I mean, but she didn't, she wasn't hiding other than the fact that she was talking with her ex husband. That was something going on behind my back that I had no fucking clue. Other okay. than what, what I was under the impression, it's just the father of, of the, the son, but then the father that was supposed to be. The father of the two children, but there's actually another dad that is not even around. And then the, on top of oh, that, you're getting, off, you're getting off topic. Just, just, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Ma'am. We need. To, I don't have a lot of time, and I really yes, want ma'am. to make a big difference here. Okay, yes, ma'am. you need to know the story. Okay, so she cheated. You went through the phone, and then you started fighting. Is that right? Yes, and, and then, then you broke up. nope, not even close. So she kept okay. coming back and kept coming back, and I tried to end the shit. She wanted to. She wanted to get an abortion. I said, "No, this is my first child. You, this is number three for you." That I think. So she didn't want him. So I made her sign a document. She holds that over me, 
And uh, she created these fake dating sites and then said that I did that. And at that point, I said, no, I didn't. If you're going to make me tell you like this is what I that I did, then I don't ever want to see you again. So she wanted to stay. And I said, you know what? The only way you're going to stay is if you shave your head, because I don't want to I don't want I don't believe you. And well, she she did it. And I was surprised that she did it, but she did it. And then I did, too. And because uh, I felt bad and. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll say okay and then and then what happened so so how did where was the ultimate breakdown the ultimate breakdown was right before my birthday uh it was a planned out situation that she was talking with some guy that she wanted to stay with and the next thing you know she just ups and leaves with just me and my six month year old son and her daughter she lost custody to her other son because her the ex-husband used me as the individual that allowed this shit to happen. And she says, I'm a monster and all this shit when I don't know. So what was the breakdown? I, I the didn't hear. Uh, the breakdown was, uh, I don't the, know. When, it, when the shit hit the fan, like the, the first real big shit hit the fan. Uh, by March uh, 7th of 2021. And, and what happened? Uh, she she disappeared and the police came to my house with guns drawn saying that I was neglecting a, a six-month-year-old child. And I showed okay. them the situation. And the following day, I had a letter from CPS that they received a statement saying that the mother of my child said that she witnessed me putting a gun to my baby's head and said that I wanted to blow his brains out. And... Oh. and I was in shock. I had never done. So I, I communicate, communicated as quickly as I could and went and saw them. And they asked me if I wanted a lawyer. I said, no, I have nothing. I was there for a few hours and they said, don't ever talk to that person again. You need therapy. What you just went through is not normal. And Got it. Got it. So <laughs> my big question is, why did you, why do you think you dated this woman if she was a little cuckoo bird? Well, I chose not to see her as crazy because mm -hmm. she wanted a child and I was 30, 27 at the time, maybe, yeah, 28 at the time. And I'm the youngest of seven. Everybody has kids in my family except me. And mm -hmm. I just felt like it was something missing because I was ready. I'm ready to be a dad. I'm ready to settle down. Like, that's what I but wanted to do. Her? Because she wanted it too. And everybody that I came in contact with, didn't want it. And I've been with a lot of women in different States. And it's like, finally, like somebody wants to do that, uh -huh. but it was, it happened really quickly. And I didn't realize, mm -hmm. well, then what is the definition of quick in a relationship? I mean, if you love somebody, you know it, then, then you feel it like God, the more I say it out oh, loud. Okay. You know, it's like, okay. So when you were saying I can hear, I can see why you thought you and I have a very similar story. Cause yeah, I got married super quick. I yeah. didn't realize I had trauma I was dealing with. I just said yes to the first guy who finally was showing interest and wanted the same thing I did, though I didn't do my due diligence to figure out that, oh, he doesn't actually want the same thing I want. Yes, ma'am. And now you're in this mess that you're trying to clean up and recover from the very traumatic experience that she's put you through and trying to like, how do you, how do you put your life back together after all of that? 
is what I'm hearing. So can I ask yes. you quickly about the, the child? So where's the child now? Uh, he is with her right now. And uh, I was actually just at the police station, not even uh, 30 minutes ago, because I I had him for uh, the weekend and I was changing him. He had bruises all over his body and on his face. And I don't know what's normal bruises for a child be staying at daycare. How old is he now? He's two years old. And I had to go a year without seeing him. And wow. because she took that upon herself, she ruined every single holiday. And mm. that's why I decided for this 2040, she's not going to ruin another holiday for me mm. since 2021. So you're, you're working on custody right now with her, for the baby? Yes, ma'am. I'm taking the actions. I have a portfolio about like this thick to, ah. and so it just keeps coming. More evidence ah. keeps coming. Ah, oh, okay. Okay. So I, I just needed to wrap my head around this whole thing just so I can, I know exactly where to come from. Yes. So what I'm hearing and where I can probably help you is all the stuff that happened before she came. Because there's a reason that you were attracted to her. There's a reason that I don't know. I, I don't know how much you believe about this, but I believe that we attract certain people into our life on our in our energy field, right? Yes, ma'am. There's something about her that had you gravitate to that and create all of this stuff. And my guess is it has a lot to do with, with the childhood stuff. Yeah, it does. I did a lot of reflection. She shares similarities that yeah. ref- that illustrate my dad and yeah. the sibling that did the things to me. So she reminds she so you see the you see the connection between her and your dad and your sibling? And the sibling that abused me. And, and what did you see? What what did you notice about that? Uh the 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 automatic switch from happy to angry instantly brought back mm-hmm. the the flinch thing yes so let me ask you a question i'm gonna kind of jump around if that's okay of course that's how i like things okay cool with everything that's going on right now like if you were just i know there's a lot right there's a whole these pieces i have two questions number one what is the worst thing right now about all of this like if I go if I were to take the layers and if we were to dig down 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 to the very 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 bottom what is the worst thing about this thing right now for you for yourself not even like your daughter your son and her but like for you Mm. that is uh watching my son grow I mean, every time I see him, he looks older and it scares the shit out of me because when I used to be active duty, I would come see my parents every couple of years and they would look older and older. Mm -hmm. And now I can recall looking back is I can only see when they're really young and now when they're really old, I can't see that transition. And that's what I'm afraid of seeing for my son. And I don't want. I don't want to forget the most prime years that every parent should enjoy. Yeah. You don't want to miss out. I am missing out. He's did so many milestones and I don't, I was never there. Yeah. And so it sounds like then your biggest fear is what? Not being remembered. For him not to remember you. Or for you not to remember him. For him not to remember me. 
Because what would it mean if he didn't remember you? That that she created. That no, she... not you. Leave it on you. Don't don't bring her into it. What does it mean to you if he doesn't remember you? Because he hasn't been around. That you're what? That he would be. He would. He wouldn't know who I am, and he, he would only take what people say. Mm. And what would that be? Negative. Like what? That I abandoned him when I never abandoned uh -huh. him. That you abandoned him. That he would he would have a story being told that you abandoned him. Yes. And what would that mean if he if he was if he believed that you abandoned him? What would that mean to you or to that him? That it would be a self fulfilling prophecy. And why is that important to not have that? Because we don't want to repeat generational trauma. And why is that important not to re repeat generational trauma? Because then we can't adapt as a society to stop this shit from repeating itself. And it's my job as a father to give him the best respons responsible treatment that a child deserves for growth mm -hmm. and development. Mm -hmm. I take full responsibility of that. Yeah. Got it. So consider, you know, you just said it. It's my job as his dad to give him that he, to give him the life that he deserves. She's and I want you to consider, and I want you to consider that you are doing everything you can to give that child the life that he deserves. You're fighting tooth and nail, aren't you? That's and it might not be going the way you want it to because she's, you know, resisting. But I need you to get that you are doing everything you can. And when you can get to that place where you honor that about yourself and not make, not live in the fear of what could be or that he might, because you're right, there might be a chance that he might feel this way, but damn, you are not going to let that happen. Oh, man. You are going to fight tooth and nail and do whatever it takes to not have that happen. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Because here's the thing. In order to, to get to this place called love and peace and like the forgiveness, we can't get stuck in all the fear. And right now you're so stuck in here's what she did. And like, how could she do that? And she run me over to the car and she's a narcissist. Mm -hmm. All the story and victimhood and, and pain and not to just invalidate that. But what I can hear is the pain, the real pain that you're really like when you go to bed at night. And you lie there and you stare at the ceiling. You feel your heart just like want to die. It's the fear that you hold that you're missing out on with your son and that you're not doing your, your job as his father. And I want you to get that you are actually doing everything there is in your power right now. I want you to acknowledge that about yourself. And listen. Only you, only God knows how this is all going to turn out. So trust that. Trust that he's got your back. That all of this is for a reason. And right now, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Why? At all. And it feels like, why me? What did I do, right? There's like this like victim about it. But consider that there's something on the other side of this for you to learn. And in the meantime... Know that you are doing everything you can. And tell yourself that. 
Because right now you're like, I feel like you're beating yourself up about it, aren't you? Yes. Like somehow this is your fault. I should have saw it coming. You should have saw it coming. So let's let's get that. So let's can we do a quick download of all of that? All the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Can we just can we just get it all out? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I want I want this energy out of your body, and we're gonna put it on paper so that we can start to clear it up. You cool with yes. that? Yes. Okay. So what is it? I should have. What was it? Shoulda, coulda, woulda, didda. Something. Yeah. What was it? I should have known. What did you say earlier? Oh, I, I should have known. Uh, I should have saw what's coming. Saw what's coming. Okay. What else? Um, the the red flags that stood out. Um, yeah, I should have seen the red flags. What were the red flags? Uh, that she wanted to move in very quickly, and uh, she was in a crappy situation, but no explanation why. Okay, what else was the coulda shoulda wouldas? And keep uh, it on yourself. Don't don't go to her. Yes, ma'am. Um. I should have trusted my instincts rather than your instincts. Rather than looking at it as a fear of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, not be, not making a quick action, like life-changing decision, like overnight kind of thing that haunts like me. Like jumping into it too fast? Or what do you mean yes. something else? Uh, uh, jumping into it, like his... I don't know. I felt like the pace was set at a tempo that kept going faster and faster and faster. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was just going to crash. Mm-hmm. But then I still th- looked at it as a challenge because that's how I see things. Mm-hmm. So you didn't listen to your, your inner voice who said, you should probably slow this down a little bit. Well, yeah, I was, uh, I was sleep deprived. Yeah. Of everything. What else is in your heart that you need to let go? That I couldn't do a better job being there for her children who was getting sexually abused by another sibling. And what, what does a better job mean? I, I allowed it to happen even when I did everything in my power to stop it, like from spanking to talking to making them do push-ups, for making them sleep separately, to putting cameras, to telling her that she needs therapy, that I did everything that I knew how to do while still maintaining a business and trying to build myself. And she just sat there and let it happen. And I should have went to the police, but then I didn't want anything bad to happen to her because it's like I should have – there was a line there that – I believed in like that was the very thing that I would that I would let nobody go through and I let her cross my line and I to this day I feel like my very core essence is tainted Mm -hmm. because I made it an exception so what are the stories that you've told yourself about you now because of everything that's happened when you look at yourself what is the story you say about yourself that you're what then I'm just as guilty. You're guilty. Yeah. And that's why it makes it hard for me to be authentic now. Right. What else? I'm, and I want you to get to actually that, that when you, when you're, when you go to bed and you hear that inner voice, you know, the one that just sounds nasty and condescending and critical and judgmental. 
What is that voice saying to you that you're what? The one that hurts you. And it could be also associated with what was what you saw, what you told yourself when you were a kid from the abuse. I am. I, I don't matter. I don't matter. And if we were to go another layer under I don't matter, what's what's there? I don't think it's I don't I think I don't matter is the is the nice version, is the PG version or even the G version. Yeah. What's underneath that? Contemplating suicide that I shouldn't live. Okay, but what's the what's the I am statement? I am what? I'm nothing. I am nothing. And if I, I go under no. I am nothing, what's under I am nothing? I feel like you're helping me and I'm not tapping into it and I feel guilty for going along with it. Okay. Just stick with me here. Yes, ma'am. Because your ego will just try to be like, don't say it. Don't say, don't call yourself out. But there's a I part of you to. that's like, I'm a piece of shit. I'm a loser. I'm a something. Like, I want to get to that level because when you can hear it, now you can actually choose to, to do something about it. But when we stay on the superficial level, mm. so I've been I've been down there. She's told me that every day for years, and I've finally gotten over it. That it was just projection, mm-hmm. and I'm not that piece of shit. Yeah, I'm actually angry that I still have love for her. That hey. is, that's what really upsets me. Is everything she did to me? I mm-hmm. still have feelings for her, and I want them to go away, but they won't. Mm-hmm. So what does it mean that you're angry that you still have her? What does it mean about you that you still love her? That you're what? That. Who loves someone who does all these crazy things and still loves them? They're what? Trauma bonded. Uh, give me the authentic version. Uh, that. I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, think about it. If I told you that this happened to me and, I, and I'm like, and I still love him. What would you say about me? I'm what? No, I'm stupid. Yeah. I'm stupid. Yeah. What else? That I'm, I'm not seeing what's happening right in front of me. You're clueless? Should that be the right word? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm very smart, but not as smart with the situation. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else there? Just flush it out. Jesus, I want to. I really want to yeah. flood everything out. Like, no, you're we, doing great. Uh, I'm. I'm just so like. I. I just want a like a holiday named after me <laughs> for everything I've gone through. Like that's what really I would be. I would love to have. Why? And why would that be important? To see, so I people know that I went through hell and back, even law enforcement. Yeah. And why is it important for people to know that you went through hell and back? It's because that I had the decision to take my life and I made that attempt and failed miserably. And I decided not to do it again and decided to fight because there was a reason why. Yeah. So you want, it sounds like you just want to be seen and acknowledged for what you've been through. And to let people know that even even when you've gone through what you've gone through, that 
even the best of us still have these shitty moments in life. And I can really hear you're really committed to something else, aren't you? Yes, ma'am. What are you actually committed to then, Gregory? To being the best father that I can be. My father wasn't there as much as he could have been. And yeah. I don't I don't blame him for what he didn't know at the time. Yeah. So what makes you think you're you're not being the best father you can be right now? Because I mean, I feel like I could be pushing the legal system more. I should be selling everything in my house to getting him. But then I'm looking at it. Then what if I'm not my best self? What if I had to sell all my computers? Then now I have nothing, but then I get him. But now I'm not the best version of me because I can't provide. This this is going to be my source of income. So the fact is I'm a victim to short-termism and it's hard to see the long-term when I'm filled with emotions. Yeah, well, what I can really hear is you're filled with fear. And that's even more dangerous than emotion. Well, I mean, fear is a type of emotion, but I think it's the fear, the what-ifs, the worst-case scenarios, the right the the despair of like feeling hopeless and helpless i think is what you're really struggling with not even the what sell i do feel hopeless i felt hopeless for a long time i felt like everything crashed and burned and i had to let it happen like i felt like we have rights that this shit shouldn't be going on i already have ptsd from the military and my childhood and this woman played with it like a fucking figurine to make the angle that she wanted to make. And it was nothing but pure joy to see me struggle. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. People will do what they do. And I think one thing I would offer you to consider is maybe she did it to get back at you. And maybe she's just, I don't want to use a word crazy person and not, and I don't mean it as in a bad way, but she's just who she is. And whether it's you or the guy next to you or the, you know, the person behind you, she would have done the same thing. I think sometimes we take it so personally, like it was done to me, but get it made, consider that she would have done that to whoever you just happened to be the schmuck that, (laughs) that happened to be the flavor of the day or the week or the year. And I'm sorry to hear that you're going through that. Yes, ma'am. And the, sh- the, the torment, all the emotional stuff is all in here. It's not happening out here. It's in- all in here. So you need to take control of this. Because, again, things are going to go the way they're going to go, right? You're going to fight the system. You're going you're gonna to do everything you can logistically and legally. And that does not have to affect the way that you feel about yourself. Or shift your commitment to being the best father you can possibly be and to protect this child as much as you possibly can. But I want you to consider everything that you want. You already are. You're already the best dad that you can possibly be or know how to be at this point in your life. With the circumstances that you've been given. Right? There's a saying that I say all the time and it goes like this. Pain and suffering only exist when you resist what is so pain and suffering only exist when you resist what is so when you have it like it shouldn't be this way 
the world shouldn't be this way. She shouldn't be this way. I shouldn't be this way. My dad shouldn't be this way. That is what causes suffering. It is not the problem. It is the reaction or the behavior to the problem that is the that causes us this angst. Yeah. The world just spins. People do what they do. She does what she does. Police do what they do. The legal system does what they do. How you react to all of that. And I can hear there's a lot of regret. There's a lot of guilt. There's some shame. There's some anger. There's resentment. I definitely take responsibility for what I contributed. I know it doesn't just... It's not a one situation. I'm not the angel. I mean, I was in the army, so I come off as an asshole. Right. But at the same time, it is what it is. And so it can, you know, we spend, I find we spend so much time in the past thinking about the coulda, shoulda, whatas, but there's nothing we can do about that. All you can focus on is what is right in front of you right now. Not even a year from now, 10 years from now, when you're when you're there with your son and your son's saying, Dad, where were you? Don't even think about that right now. All you can think about is what is there to do? What can I do right now? Then why do I start leaking back to this version that I don't ever want to be when she gets me pissed off? Like when she pushes the right button to say, ha-ha, I fucked your veteran's holiday because you couldn't have him. I, Memorial Day weekend, your birthday, every holiday you couldn't have them because I don't have any pictures. She ruined every, if she brings that up, it just. Yeah. And she brings it up because she knows exactly that she's going to get that reaction from you. She's like, ooh, salt, wound, yes, rub it in. And then and plays then course- that the vic- fucking victim that I did this and this is why she wants me to be this version that she paints me to be. And it's that's what's so upsetting is the fact that I'm not this person. You keep yeah. doing it. It's like if you say you're crazy, you keep telling somebody they're crazy, eventually they're going to just knock your ass out. Now, does that make them crazy? No, it makes them fucking annoyed that I've allowed this to go on this long and took it. Right. But you got annoyed. You got triggered. And it's your trigger. So it's your responsibility to not have the trigger. Because there's something in what she says that you resist. Like, no, that's not true about me, right? That's not who I am. Son of a bitch, you're right, yes. Right? And so she goes, ooh, he's getting upset. Ooh, I like this. What else can I do and say to piss him off if that's what her goal is? Yes. How can I get back at him? How can I hurt him? And you're just a big open wound. And she's just rubbing all that that shit on you. And you're like, ow. And she's like, ooh, I like this. So what I'm saying to you is you need to close up that wound. So because as soon as you go whatever crazy person or whatever lady like and she's like oh i'm not getting a reaction well this is no fun anymore but right now you just go (laughs) well so i i i have a hold on it i mean it's just always something new is the problem like when you don't think there's any more tricks it's the same process it's the same thing on how she does it but it's always some sort of new 
New trigger, higher. new 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 low blow. Yes. It's yeah. like oh. and you react every single time. And well, that's I don't, exactly what she counts on, right? Well, I don't react in front of her. I just hold it in, but then it really makes it hard to do the work and then I I fall behind. Even though I don't give her the satisfaction that I'm angry, but then I beat myself up more and it's like, fuck. Yeah. I should not be fixating on this shit. Yeah. That is the work you need to do, my friend. And my guess is that is stuff all from your childhood. That's if I if I was coaching with you, that's where I would actually spend the time. Mm-hmm. That's what I do with my clients. It's it's always tied back to something in their childhood. Because that experience that she gives you, whatever she says, or whatever that look she gives you, there's something that gives you an experience, an emotional experience that is very similar to something you felt as a child. And so there, there you are again, feeling that as a child, even though the, the trigger is happening here, that emotion is actually tied to back there. So you actually have to heal that. Because you're just dealing with the symptom. She is the symptom not the root issue. The root issue is whatever happened to you as a kid. And it's usually a layer of a whole bunch of things. It's not just one situation. Yeah, I I said in one of my episodes, it's like wearing layers of coats. I mean, eventually once you take it off, you can finally show your natural body or essence. I don't know. Something like that. But that, I guess there's a lot more traumas that I've, avoided and only fixated around the biggest one that I didn't see there was other ones. Yeah. You know, I, I only discovered one of mine recently. Um, one of the things I saw is, you know, I'm, I've always been an overachiever and um, I noticed that my mom, who is my hero, like I love her to death. She's my, like almost like my doppelganger growing up. I had, I was taught to believe that you have to be strong. You can't ask for help. You can't complain. You always have to have a smile on your face and you can't cry. And growing up, I was like, oh, that's really great. As an adult and doing what I do, I realized like, oh, this is actually working against me. And so even though on the outside, it looks like it's not a trauma per se, but it is a way of being that has prevented me from actually, first of all, having compassion for myself. Second of all, asking for help. And third of all, being vulnerable with people and so again there are bazillion layers in there but you know you want to start with the biggest the biggest wound which is you know your dad and your and your sibling and then there are going to be other ones that show up but if you can deal with that big one first that will lessen the triggers because when you here's the at the end of the day here's what I want to say to you Gregory when you know your self-worth and you don't tie it to anybody else, but you just know that for yourself. You don't need your dad to, to validate that, her to validate that. It's just between you and God, right? When you can validate that for yourself, anything anyone says to you doesn't matter. I've been called lots of names. And yeah, I, I might get triggered for maybe a minute or two. But I know who I am. And I don't let it bother me. Because I know I love myself and I've done a lot of work to love myself and forgive myself. So I think that's the work for you. You got to figure out why is it that I do not love myself? Where is it that I feel unworthy? Where is it that I've given my power over to other people to validate my self-worth? 
And so you want to go on a you want to go on a scavenger hunt and find all those people, all those conversations, all those scenarios where that was triggered. And when you can heal that, now you can start to heal that. And so people can say whatever they want to say to you, and you're like, "That's her opinion. I think I'm pretty awesome." I'm ready for that uh, next time. I have a a notebook that I've already collected and written down on all my experiences. All right. That's all I have time for you today. Yes, ma'am. I will send you this information. I'll send you the video and everything through email and I'll see you next Monday. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for joining us on this adventure of growth and discovery. If you're ready to achieve a sustainable transformation, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And hey, if you've enjoyed the show and want to support it, take a moment to leave a podcast review on Apple or your favorite podcast platform. Stay connected with us on social media for behind-the-scenes sneak peeks, inspiring quotes, and the latest updates. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Just search for YTS The Podcast. Until next time, remember, change is constant and transformation is inevitable. Embrace the journey and keep rocking your way towards a better you. Stay bold, stay curious, and stay true to yourself. See you next time on your Transformation Station.